Alrighty. Uh, we are back. Uh, recent poll, uh, ladies and gentlemen, one in five American college students now support Hamas uh, and their war against Israel. Uh, here to discuss is Asaf uh, Romorowski, PhD, notable scholar, anti Semitic and anti American extremism. And uh, Asaf, nice enough to give us a couple of minutes. Welcome, sir. You know, we have seen this uh, a lot. Nearly as many college students support Hamas as they do Israel, all amid this uh, raging uh, Middle East war, according to the new survey that I saw. Um, what is the center of it all, uh, Asaf? Give us a sense of, of, uh, of what you're seeing here. Asaf is the executive director of Scholars for Peace in the Middle East. Give me a sense of what you're seeing and assessing. Tell us. Man, good morning. Um, the ideology that you're seeing really is, uh, is a combination of anti-Americanism, anti-Westernism, and anti-Israelism, because American college students, really, and the, and the whole college campus, has been hijacked for decades, where there's been a Palestinianization of the academy, and you've seen a st- steady dose of the flow of Arab money buying chairs and departments with the idea of creating a very clear narrative. We've seen billions of dollars of Qatari money, of other kind of uh, Arab money that has come in with this clear intention that if you buy a chair or a department, you buy the politics in which these topics are being taught. Uh, in this whole entire narrative, Israel can do no right and the Palestinians can do no wrong. And so by the time October 7th rolls in, you've seen a massive zeal and adulation, as we saw by the terrorists and perpetrators themselves, on American college campuses, cheering and supporting terrorists, uh, and actually uh, supporting Hamas's actions and denying the rape, the maiming, and all the atrocities uh, that we saw took place on October seventh. Uh, how much? Uh, how much could be fueled when you see a Claudine Gay, the the Harvard president, uh, get before Congress and and not really defining a stance? as far as condemnation is concerned. I mean, how much uh, of that type of, uh, of of situation that existed uh, fuels this even more, Asa? Well, it definitely you know, fuels and spotlighted more. I mean, the fact that the president of Harvard and Penn and MIT needed context for them to identify what anti-Semitism is when on October 8th, and really, and weeks after that, they were going on the campus quads calling for death to Jews, a la Nazi Germany 1930, uh, really spotlighted and shined the rot in the academy. Uh, positively, the world got to see the, the stupidity uh, and the fact that these university leaders cannot understand anti-Semitism for what it is, which is racism, and their entire commitment to fight racism Racism for some, but not for all. And anti-Semitism is Jewish racism. Uh, you've had a, a really a, a hijacking of the academy, where really much of the ideology, I would say, is Marxist, the entire kind of victim-victimizer mentality, similar to what the Soviets did back in the 1950s, when they were also trying to hijack American institutions, uh, what we call in the social sciences, agents of soft power, and the academy is fertile ground for all of this. Uh, yet, uh, the world is still denying the atrocities, even when the evidence is full frontal in front of you. Uh, we've also seen 
a really uh, spread and metastasizing of the Muslim Brotherhood, which is where the Hamas is coming from, uh, on American college campuses through student groups, predominantly the Students for Justice in Palestine and other groups who are really advocating for Hamas and advocating for terrorism. Professors are abusing their podium and forcing kids to go to pro-Hamas rallies. Otherwise, they will lose grades in their own classrooms. You know, I think part of the issue... Uh, part of the issue also is that sometimes people don't hear both sides. You know, students have certainly not heard both sides. They only hear that uh, that the oppressors are the Jewish people. You know, I mean, that's really what it's all about right now around this country. Uh, you have a complete indoctrination that has been going on here regarding the campuses. You have faculty and administrators, activists, uh, that have been out there. And again, uh, you know, people sometimes need a history lesson. Sometimes maybe they need to go back to the formulation of the State of Israel. Maybe even that of 1948 uh, and 1967, the Six-Day War, the Yom Kippur War, uh, a couple of years later. Uh, I think the history lessons certainly have to be reactivated in a lot of ways, and I think that has fueled this problem even more so. 100%. 100%. I mean, there are, no, there are no historical anchors to any of this. I mean, these kids were born after 9-11 on campus. They don't remember 48, 67, 73, and so on. And so there's no historical anchors to any understanding. And really what you're seeing, to your point, uh, uh, freedom of speech has become a religion on American college campuses, but they, they make no distinction between free speech and hate speech. And what you're seeing is, exactly to your point, uh, which is an anathema to the entire construct of the American university, instead of showing two sides of the story, giving, uh, giving the tools and the research skills to students to know what the facts are, they are fed, being fed a steady dose of a one-sided, monolithic perspective, which makes me ask, what makes that different than any kind of madrasa or any school in Iran? I mean, this goes against the basic tenets of a liberal Western institution that we Americans all pride ourselves in sending our kids and grandkids to, and they've become basically uh, fertile ground for indoctrination rather than any kind of free thought. When Alan Bloom wrote his book about the closing of the American mind, I mean, I think you should probably, you know, if you had to write about that kind of book today, you would see a total different scenario of how close-minded and how ignorant the majority of the students are to the reality of the Middle East today. But they see what they get a perceived reality rather than the actual reality. Well, that's what it is. And and that's how, you know, misinformation, you know, when you look at social media, it's all about misinformation, right? Uh, and we talk about fact-checking and everything else. And in reading, you know, one of these surveys, I don't, students just don't fact-check. They said that. Uh, that the information they're reading or listening about the issues very often. They don't fact-check any of this stuff. So, in essence, uh, you know, how can one be surprised when one looks at some of these numbers? Exactly. Actually, it's the anti-fact religion what happens on campuses. They know nothing, and they don't really understand the reality itself. Uh, and so this is part of the... And again, to your point, social media, you can make up your facts. A lot of it is fake news, 
and they're basically trying to glean an entire swatch of history based on a meme. I mean, libraries are a dying business, and professors are not doing their job. And I think that really what happened with that hearing, which again spotlighted the rot in the academy, at least now donors and stakeholders, parents, are allowed to ask, what exactly is my kid learning? And if they're not, if the universities also, to boot, cannot provide the basic service, that is safety and security for their kids, when their kids are being attacked for being Jews on American college campuses, then the university should wake up. I think the Ivy Leagues are basically poison ivy these days, but really, in the entire New York area, you've seen an entire total growth of this very ideology, which is harmful and ignorant towards what these institutions were created to do and what they're actually doing. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's frightening stuff, uh, I'll tell you that much. Um, do you expect the administrations, a final point here, um, regarding these campuses and uh, some of the more notable universities in this country, do you expect a, expect a little bit of an about-face based on what we have seen? I mentioned the cloning gaze of the world, uh, answering questions or at least trying to answer questions in Congress uh, the right way, but uh, do you feel that there is uh, some sort of movement internally, uh, boards of universities and whatnot, maybe to try to turn things around as far as the practical way of trying to form some sort of a thinking capacity regarding this topic? I think you're starting to see a little bit, but again, universities are, uh, are the most profitable nonprofit there is. They operate like hedge funds, and so they have donors from different sides and different political persuasions. I do think that the fact that now uh, Harvard, you know, there was an attempt to try to get yesterday an investigation on what's going on in Harvard's anti-Semitism, uh, from the, uh, you know from uh, from Washington and of course they uh, they they kind of pivoted so that there's an echo chamber and they try to deny what's going on on their campuses uh, but I think if more pressure comes down as far as foreign funding what what you know as far as what the, what the admissions process looks like what are they producing uh, and looking carefully at these institutions especially in states that have anti boycott legislation issues, and especially with also trying to get universities to hold them accountable for what anti-Semitism is, adopting definitions of anti-Semitism on college campuses, because the portfolio of anti-Semitism on campuses lies within these DEI officers. They wouldn't know anti-Semitism if it hit them over the head. Yeah. Uh, listen, my feeling is that uh, once these universities cuffers uh, get a little dry. Uh, you know, the defunding and everything else that uh, will be taking place uh, by uh, some of the big donors out there. I think that's when uh, it'll kind of turn around in a big way. Unfortunately, we don't so. money fuels here. So, exactly. uh, you know, the ideology and everything else, the activism and, and whatnot, as soon as some of these colleges, you know, feel slighted from a monetary uh, uh, you know, mindset, so to speak. Uh, that's when that ideology might uh, certainly uh, make a reverse course here. So, something to keep in mind here, but uh, nonetheless, what we have seen has just been uh, uh, astronomical regarding the numbers 
Uh, Asaf, keep in touch with us, okay? Asaf uh, Romorowski, a notable scholar, of course, anti-Semitic, anti-American extremism. Uh, a very important discussion. The executive director of Scholars for Peace uh, in the Middle East. You take care, and we thank you for a couple of minutes. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Appreciate it all.